from the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this place, Lord. We want to be ministered to by you. So I pray for release of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, pray for release of the, the gifts of word of knowledge, discernment, prophecy. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you touch, you, put, you point your finger at stuff going on in our lives. You bring healing from the past, healing from what we're going through at the moment. You speak to us about the, the plans you have for us, Lord God. We submit to you and say, come Holy Spirit. Yeah, come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord, we pray for rhema words this morning, words that are from you for today, for women in this room. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Many people come to faith. Many, many, many people get saved. Lots of those people don't finish the race. Lots of those people don't walk with Jesus until they die. I have a hope in my heart that um, on, on the day that I die, I'm as strong in the Lord as I, I have ever been. That's, that's my hope and my plan. But it's not a guarantee Many people come to know the Lord, many people are saved, many people don't finish the race. And the Bible talks about um, our walk with Jesus like a race, it's a helpful picture. So in Hebrews he says, um, it says, we're surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, which is what I feel like God's been saying to us this morning through some of the pictures we're surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us, this is Hebrews 12, the beginning of Hebrews 12. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. So that, that tells me that there is a possibility of us not finishing the race, of us not f fulfilling all that God has for us and our lives. Lots of people get saved, but not everyone finishes the race. Um, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24, Paul talks about the race again. He says, remember that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize you also must run in such a way that you will win. All athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. I'm not like a boxer who misses his punches. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So that's the, that's the first picture that I want to put, put in our minds, the fact that this is a race that we're running. And there's a few things there about stripping off the sin that entangles us and the things that hinder us and disciplining ourselves so that we run the race. 
I'm excited about running the race because I believe that there's in life there are many choices especially in this western world that we live in as women we have many choices of different things that we can do with our lives and many options available to us but I I am captivated by the truth that the plan Jesus has for our lives is the best it's the best plan there's there's no there's nothing else that will ever be it and and we live so often as if as if what goes on now is the most important thing but our lives are going to be over really quickly how often do we say like oh time goes so fast and can't believe I can't believe I'm 42 I was last time I looked I was 20 two decades have gone by time goes so quickly eternity is coming out the end of our lives is, is near I'm not saying that should be morbid I don't mean it in a morbid sense at all I'm just stating the reality that before we know it we'll be facing him and nothing else will matter in that moment the things that entangle us in this life the things that we get concerned about and caught up about in this life it won't matter when we face him in the light of eternity it, he will be all that matters and I, and I want to hear him say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. So to, I've had two pictures that God's given me recently that have really kind of troubled me. One was a picture and one was a dream. And so I want to share them and then I want to I- encourage us. And they're both, they're both about Christians. They're both about people that have been saved. So the first one is of um, a big, massive castle with um, ramparts around the top where people are guarding the castle. And um, what I felt the Holy Spirit was showing me is that when you get saved and when you become a Christian, you you stand up on those ramparts ready to, to do your bit for the kingdom of God, ready to be the woman that God has created you to be. You stand and you're ready to do to live for the kingdom. You know, you're living for his kingdom now. And what happened in the picture is that there were enemy um, Arab, uh, people, that archers, en- enemy archers at the bottom. And, and it was very simple for them. As somebody stood up to play their part in the kingdom, to live for God, the archer would just fire an arrow and take them out and it was really simple for the enemy to do that and what I felt that God was showing me through that picture is that there are many of us like I said who get a revelation of Jesus get saved we stand up ready to do our bit and and just really quickly we're taken out the Bible talks about the enemy having tricks and strategies that come against us and so we, we are all vulnerable to being taken out by the enemy, all of us. The, this picture was particularly, I felt, for, kind of, for, for newer Christians because it seems to me that they'd made their declarations follow Jesus and then really quickly, ping, taken out. Because if the enemy can keep someone in darkness, that's brilliant, and stop them from being saved. The next best thing is if you're saved, it's to stop you from being effective in your walk with God. Because the enemy knows that if somebody gets saved and they are filled with holy fire and live for Jesus, other people will get saved through that person's life. 100% that's how it works. You bear fruit as a believer. You bear fruit as a Christian. So the enemy doesn't want anyone else getting saved. So 
quickly as possible just take you out and then that then it doesn't matter too much to the enemy if you're saved as long as you don't save anyone else so that's one picture that I feel is really important really significant and then the the other thing was a dream so in the dream I was in like a big a beautiful safari park and it was really stunning and I was with a, on a tour with a group of people and we were walking along and then like enjoying the beauty and, and the nature and everything and there was uh, one person in the group and there was a lion stalking that person like specifically targeting that person and this this lion was prowling around and then and then coming and attacking that person and so this person was getting pulled more and more away from the group and basically this person's life was in threat you know in the dream it was like I had fear in the dream because this like person's life was in danger they were in serious danger but the group didn't really notice and they carried on walking and I was in between the group and the person and I realized what was happening and I was very aware of the presence of this lion I knew like any minute it's going to come from somewhere because it had it was targeting this person it was like it had smelt their blood and it was targeting this person specifically and so I was thinking oh uh, uh, what what should I do I don't want this person to be targeted but I don't want to stop walking with the group and and so I started to try and alert the group and I was saying guys this this person there's a lion that's stalking them there's there, there's a lion that's after them and they were like oh it's just the thing is the sun's setting now and there's a certain spot in the park where you can see the best sunset and we don't want to miss it and it's and it's like it's look you can see it in the horizon it's setting any minute and we need to get to this spot before the sun sets and I was like oh oh yeah I really want to see the sunset but what about this person who's getting stalked and so I picked up like a stick with a with a pointy end and then as as the lion was coming it was very frightening in the dream as the lion was coming to attack this person I was trying to like stab the lion with this stick and then it was backing off from her and and going back again but she was being targeted and anyway then I woke up so I I I took that to be a God dream because um, it was so vivid and I can remember it so clearly. And so I feel like that says a lot, that dream. There's so much in there. The, the, the complete um, distraction of people being completely distracted by something that was insignificant and irrelevant. This person being targeted. And then... Uh, it's a picture of how, of how life is. I believe that there are people. Well, I believe it's for all of us. Who are the? I believe the enemy does target us and stalk us and wait for an opportunity to attack. And I suppose in the dream, what the what God was encouraging me was to to be a you know an intercessor to pray for people. And to um, just be mindful of the attack and not to be distracted by the sunset or, or whatever else it is that I'm distracted by. So just a few things, and this is just like merely from what I've seen from walking with God, what I've had, things that I've, if people don't finish the race or if people stop running the race, these are some of the different things that I've noticed come along. And, and I look back in my own life and I see ways that the enemy's 
has tried to take me out as a really baby Christian the temptation was to make this newfound faith all about me and so the enemy would say to me oh you know that church you go to they don't the worship isn't very good or that they don't disciple people very well and and try and this is so key pick people out of fellowship so obviously you're never going to find a perfect church obviously there's always going to be things wrong with every church that you go to but if the enemy can stop you from getting rooted and established in his church then that's really brilliant because if you like just wandering around from church to church or never really getting rooted and established in fellowship then you're really easy pickings but we you get rooted in christ first and foremost but secondly we're, we're part of the body of christ so when you when you're born again saved and baptized you become part of the body of christ and it's very significant that you find a place where you get rooted and established begin to serve begin to become what god created you to be encourage and serve that body and come under godly leadership so that's one tactic of the enemy i believe that's one way the lion prowls around by when people get saved keep them out of the church okay they're saved but keep them out of the church the next thing is men uh, this is really this is obviously applies to women this is really interesting i find that um lots of people <laughs> Like, think of lots of situations over the years where people get saved and all of a sudden a man is brought into their life who is clearly not going to help them in their walk with Jesus. So that's just a classic tactic, isn't it? It wouldn't take a rocket scientist to work out how to do that one. It's just, it's just in that moment. I suppose it's because it's the need of every human being to, like Adam and Eve, God created us to be with someone didn't they and unless you've got the gift of singleness your desire is to be with someone so don't get with the wrong someone because the wrong someone you won't be able to run your race with the wrong someone I believe that God has someone for us but if you get with the wrong person and sometimes it that the the desire and the the hunger to be with someone overrides the desire and the hunger to follow Jesus and to run the race. And we can lie to ourselves and say, oh, like, you know, I believe this is meant to be, etc. But, yeah, just be really careful of being ending up with the wrong someone, the wrong man. Um, the, the other thing that I think can stop us from moving on and running the race is, is our past. Some, like, sometimes we come to the Lord with a lot of baggage and... Um, I believe that, that the Holy Spirit and Jesus heal us from the past and the things that have affected us in the past so that we can move on from the past. But if we don't get healing, um, then we can just be stuck in the past and the things that have affected us. So whether it's rejection, whether it's abuse, whether it's um, trauma, any of those kinds of things, they can really stop us. But the good news is Jesus sets us free and and we want to be like a group of women and we want to be part of a church where there is ministry, a healing ministry, not just physical healing, but emotional healing. And, yeah, we can be set free from anything that's happened to us in our past and it can get turned and be used as a testimony and be used to glorify God. Um, and then the next thing, and this is probably particularly relevant for us as a church at the moment, is as you, when you are a Christian and you're walking with God, if something very traumatic happens to you in your life, if you 
experience a traumatic event, obviously that can totally wipe you out. Because how do you how do you react and respond to a traumatic event? How how will a traumatic event define you? A trauma, a trauma in your life can take you out of the race um, because that traumatic event can cause you to respond in so many ways. One of the obvious things is to, to, to blame God, to hate God, to be resentful towards God, to lose, lose your faith. Disappointment can kill us. Um, bitterness can kill us. All of these things that could happen as a result of a traumatic event, disappointment and bitterness can easily take us to a place where we're not running our race anymore. Um, and I, yeah, but I believe that in if we experience a traumatic event, we look to God and God sp can speak to us and we can move through that traumatic event and be stronger than we were before the traumatic event. But it all depends how we react and respond to things and how we allow situations to mould us and shape us. So, my sisters, I, I don't want any of us to be taken out by that prowling lion that is stalking us. And I don't want anyone to be shot down. The, the thing about the picture of people on the, the ramparts of the castle is that those arrows can easily be taken out of someone and that person can stand back up again quickly. So that's really encouraging. Um, so just two things that we can do for other people. Um, sorry, one thing we can do, but I'm going to read two prayers. So um, we, I think praying for one another is really powerful and praying for people is really powerful. So... Um, Thank God for Paul. He wrote down the prayers that he used to pray because he, Paul would, um, the Apostle Paul would go around and plant churches and then write letters to them. And so you get a glimpse of his heart for the churches that he planted in the prayers that he prayed for them. And then the things that he prayed are so amazing and you can tell that he had the same kind of, like what I'm sharing today, he must have felt the same because he would plant these churches and all these people would get saved and start growing up in Jesus and then he would move on to the next place and he must have been like, oh God, uh, like don't let them run the race. Let them run the race. And so in, in Ephesians chapter 3, this is what he prays, um, chapter 3, verse 16. So this is a brilliant prayer that you can pray for anyone, for your sisters, brothers in the Lord. Um, so let me think now. I'm going to pray this for my housemate, Steph, who's at work today. I just saw this morning. Um, so I'm just thinking of her. So I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will give Steph mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in her heart as she trusts in him. May her roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvellous love. And may she have the power to understand how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love really is for her. May she experience the love of Christ today. Though it's so great, she'll never fully understand it. May she be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Amen. Amen. 
Um, and it's so eloquent, isn't it? And so articulate, that prayer. If you ever think, oh, I don't know how to pray for people, just copy that prayer out and pray it for people. And then the same again in Colossians, when he's praying for the church in um, Coloss, Colossae. So it's Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 9. So I'm going to pray this for Tia, who got baptised last week. She's a brand new baby Christian. Brand new. Just literally weeks old. So I ask God to give her, a com- Lord, I ask you to give Tia a complete understanding of what you want to do in her life. And Lord, I ask you to make her wise with spiritual wisdom. I pray that the way she lives her life will honour and please you, God, and I pray she'll continually do good, kind things for others all the while. I pray she'll be learning to know you better and better. I pray that Tia will be strengthened with your glorious power so that she'll have patience and endurance, and I pray that she'll be filled with joy, always thanking the Father who has enabled her to share the inheritance that belongs to God's holy people who live in the light. Lord, I thank you for rescuing Tia from the one who rules in the kingdom of darkness, and I thank you for bringing her into the kingdom of your son. Thank you for purchasing her freedom with your blood, and thank you for forgiving all her sins. I just remind the enemy that that's her status now in you. She's been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of your son, so I praise you and thank you for that. I just pray that Tia will remember that today as well, Lord. Thank you. Amen.